0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's episode is called Choice of Eternity. As many of you may have noticed, we have now entered a season where many choices will be required of us in our walk with the Lord. So concerning all this, today I have with me my friend, Minnie Rounds, who you guys, he's no stranger to Innocence Redeemed, he's been on before, And we're going to go over some choices that are going to have to be made and what's coming. Welcome to the show, Mini-Rounds. Well, thank you, Ray. Thanks for having me. Brother, you had a message you wanted to convey also to the listeners that was uh, similar as far as the choices. What did you want to say?
1: People need to make a choice, you know, right now. And it's sort of like I was just reading in Deuteronomy, you know. The, The bottom line was to follow the Lord with all their hearts and all their minds and all their soul and all their strength. And to really get down with him, you know, and, and follow his ways and teach your sons and your daughters the same. So it'll be, good, it'll be good with you, you know, in the land you go to possess.
0: Yeah, the main thing I think people are going to have to be aware of is in the time that's upon us, um, they're going to be called to make choices between everything and the Lord. You know? Right. Because he's showing, he's going to be showing some people who is for them and who is not. And, you know, I've brought this up a few times on different podcasts. I've said that, um, you know, be careful, be mindful in who you associate with for that very reason. Because there's going to be those who play in the world, and this is all part of the whole coming in off the, you know, worldly playground. And there's going to be those out there who will not. And then when things start to happen, they're going to throw others under the bus. And you got to be watchful of that because the Lord's going to be calling people to move. He's going to be calling them to, you know, give up possessions. He's going to be calling them to give up people. And so it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, he tests his people on this.
1: Yeah, he, that's, that's, that's kind of what he does. You know, he, he puts people through the fire to see how long they'll stand it, you know. Right, and if they'll still hang with him, you know, during the during and after, or, or they just go the towel in
0: and go back to the world, you know? Oh, he's been testing me over the last month. Listeners have probably wondered why, you know, I haven't put out put as much out, and it's like, well, because I've been going through my own trials and tests of the very thing, you know. And it is what it is. You have to endure it. You know. You've been yeah. there. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Yes. Yeah, you, you have to endure it. You have to trust him that uh, he's, he's, he's doing a work and we don't, we don't understand most of the time w- what's going on, you know, until afterwards.
0: You know, one of the choices you and I discussed yesterday was, you know, those who are for us as his true children and those who are, you know, not. And it was interesting, you know, Glenda had put up a word yesterday about that. I don't know if you happen to see that. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw that. It was it was right in line with what we were talking about.
0: Oh, I well, I mentioned that to Glenda. I told her that. I said, "Did you?" I said, "I had a I said I had a conversation with Fred." I said, "And do you realize how spot on your word is for the day?" <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I know. I, I I read it and I was like, "Well, I guess we're on this. We're on the right page here, Lord."
0: You know? Yeah. So. Well, there's going to be people who are in the church and they're going to think persecuting is the right thing to do. I mean, I've seen with this recent development, you know, with the Roe versus Wade thing, and I'm not going to go into detail on all that, um, but there's, I've seen certain protesters wearing the cross. Yeah. And how misled, how misled that is, because, you know, it falls in line with what Jesus said in John 16, when you look at verse two through three, for you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the father or me.
1: So yeah. it
0: does go in line, you know, um, with that message from yesterday. Because, you know, they're going to, it's going to be a, being exposed now. Who's, who's really a wolf in sheep's clothing who really is for the Lord, you know? Yeah. And I think that you and I, considering we picked up on that, um, you know, that shows us the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of shaking that's going to happen pretty quick here in the church, you know, in the in the, in the um, mega churches, you know, are the all these people that follow these uh, uh, celebrity preachers, you know, I guess you call them. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're going to find out that. Uh, they're going to find out some awful, awful, terrible, awful things about these people that they would, and, and I think they're going to be just stunned. It's going to shake their faith, what maybe little they do really have, but, but it's going to also expose that, you know, just because they're out there in the light doesn't mean they're, they're in the light. You know, they're, you, you, have to be, you have to be discerning, you have to be... Uh, you have to be tight with the tune you know to to fine tune your your what you're hearing that that lines up with God's word, you know because a lot of these people are, are hearing what they want to hear, like you said, they have itching ears you know, and they want to hear if they oh, want yeah, their ears tickled do, ask for it, and you'll get it. you know you'll ask for it, and you'll get it and and all you have to do is claim it and all this stuff, and that's not how it works, you know it's it, well, okay, there they're, is. Now, there, yeah, no, there is a degree of that.
0: decreeing, you know, in your life. If you are decreeing negativity, and I just did a show on this recently, if you're constantly decreeing that, then that's what you're going to receive, you know, because that's the opposite of belief. So you do, to yeah. an extent, have to be careful about what you say. But
1: yeah, you got to speak. Speak life, yeah.
0: Right, and so that's essentially but, what you're doing when you are decreeing. But the way they're using it is, it's prosperity, 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 and that's not the way not, it all works because God is about more than that.
1: Yeah, He's a consuming fire. Amen. You know, I mean, that's spooky, man. You know, it's like work out your salvation with fear and trembling, and um, because He's He's. Uh, just much larger and much more powerful and much more squared away than we can possibly imagine, you know, the, the war, the war, it's all about this war be good and evil and all that. But Who he gives a lot, he requires a lot, you know,
0: that's the truth. And, uh, um,
1: there's going to be, uh, like I said, a big shaking and it's going to shake everybody, you know, us included. And it, it's going to be like a, like a refining fire, you know, to cleanse us of any dross or whatever.
0: Yes. And that's what I was getting at earlier. I believe that some of us are already going through that. Um, their tests yeah. they're so, cause I've been dealing with test after test. Um, you know, I don't know if you've personally been going through anything that I, but I do know that a few others are going through that as well. And it is building an endurance because in what's coming, mm-hmm. we're going to need that.
1: Yes. Yes. We're going to need to be committed completely, utterly, and um, without reservation, you know, committed. And uh, that's what he's looking for. It's like, like that little gal I was talking about the other day, you know, an Iranian gal who, um, she was heavily persecuted, man, after she received the Lord, you know. And... and uh, she ended up. She, I think, she's been. She was exiled to come over here, so so she could worship. For, you know, free, but she lost some close, you know, very close sisters in the Lord that were with her over there smuggling Bibles, you know. And uh, it was, you know, just watch. Just you could see the whole The Holy Spirit was like you know very strong in this person in this girl and that's the kind of commitment that he wants that's a, that's what he that's what he's asking he just he wants his children to be his children you know and um without reservation and, and be totally committed so that um because in, in the long run it'll actually be easier for you i think you know it is to make it easier. It's, so,
0: it's because it's teaching you how to swim and walk through the fire when your enemies cannot. Yeah. And there is going to be persecution. I mean, I just read that verse, but I, I, I read that verse just a minute ago from John 16, but I wanted to um, actually include that message that Glinda put out since we're on that subject, because it is starting with the church. You know, if we take a look at First Peter chapter 4, verse 17, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Yeah. And it's... if you continue on in verse 18, and this is 1 Peter 4:18, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So moving on to yeah. verse 19 then, you know, in first Peter 4. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Now, why is this important? Because this is going to be part of the choice that's going to be made, because there are going to be those who are unequally yoked or those who are running around in disguise. And this, brother, is where I believe um, the message that Glinda got comes in. And I want to read that really quick, if I may. Um, This is Wolves Among My Sheep, and this was posted uh, yesterday, June 27th. My children, there are those among you, among my true believers, who are only pretenders. You have long known the enemy of your souls has sown wolves among my sheep. You know they wish to devour you, along with all of my house. I will now cause the sheep's clothing to be removed to expose the wolves. They will snarl and bite at you. Be ready. They will cast lies and slanders at my people be prepared. Do not engage in their evil. Do not strike back. For I see all they do, and it is I who expose them. My exposure of them will be swift, and it will be complete. I will lay bare what they are for, all to see. For I have poured out repentance upon them, and they have refused to repent. They have refused to turn from their wickedness and practice it in my house, among my children as I watch. Prepare for the ugliness you will witness, my children. My exposure will happen suddenly and without warning. Remain silent. I do this for you, that you may be free of their influence among my people. My exposure of them will be irreversible. There will be nothing they can do to stop it or to undo it. It comes swiftly. Stay ready. So that goes in line. And I want to just mention, as far as scripture, uh, Glinda had referenced Matthew seven, thirteen through 23. So that's yeah. You, you see how it all falls in line when I was talking about getting into the ark and coming in off the worldly playground. You heard, you had heard in my last few shows that I did. It all ties together for that very reason. He's drawing his people near to him. Those who aren't, they're just doing whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, they're going to be caught with their pants down. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, and that's the yeah. you know, and, and and there is no <laughs> there is no pleasure in seeing any of that. You know, that's the scary thing about it. It's like you know, they, they don't understand what's awaiting and better to get ready now and submit now, you know, than go through an unconventional refining, which I've talked about before. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it'd be better to straighten it, you know, get things, uh, away right now before, because it, it like I said, it's just going to be, if, if you're tight with the Lord, you know, and you're, and you're good with him and, and you're walking with him and you're Prayed up and read up. Um, it it's sort of like his example, you know. When he would be uh, out, you know, preaching and and uh, you know doing miracles and whatnot, there were times when he had to go off by himself in the mountains or somewhere, you know, and pray and get recharged and and uh, receive uh, you know whatever instruction God gave him to do next, but he needed to be, he needed to, to be back, you know, to infill himself back up with the Holy Spirit and with with the strength of it and the, in and, and the spirit and uh, stay that way. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a continual, you have to be diligent. I was reading in Deuteronomy where, you know, Moses was telling the, the children of Israel, you need to be diligent about following him, you know, which means you, you got to put some work and effort into it. You can't just sit back and think you're just going to absorb it like a sponge, you know, of raindrops falling from the sky or something. You have to go out and dig it up, you know. You have to do some work.
0: goes for all of us. Yeah,
1: you can't be lazy about it. You have to keep on it, man, because the times we're living in right now are so crucial. And um, the wolves are out there ready to, you know, chomp on you as soon as you're exposed in any way. So, you know, the armor and this, you know, everything, you have to have it in good working order. You don't go to battle, you know, if you're in the military, you you have to be trained up. You have to have all your gear. You have to make sure everything's inspected make sure everything's up to snuff. Everything's working properly. Everything's oiled. It's all ready for combat, you know, because that's what we're going into here is some serious spiritual combat. And, uh, you know, it, it's not going to be by our sword or our bow. It's it's going to be by the Lord of hosts. And, and um, you know, you have to be able to use the tools. You have to know how to use the weapons, you know, just like military training. Right? You have to be very familiar with your weapon and uh, how to fix it, how to, how to block, a, you know, clear a blockage or whatever. And you have to know the tactics. You have to know the enemy's tactics. You have to know what to expect out there. And then You have to practice and rehearse and practice and practice and practice and practice, you know, until you are numb from practicing. But when that time comes for when the bullets start flying and the blood is flowing, you know, you know what to do because it's just been ingrained in your brain. And and that's why it's really important to have to be reading the word. And I mean the whole word, not just the New Testament. And, and, you know, I hear people, are you know, say, blah, blah, blah. the New Testament, and the Old Testament don't matter no more, and all this jazz. Like, they they don't un- completely understand the whole big picture because the Old Testament was all the disciples had to read, you know? And so other books actually aren't in the Bible. They had the book of Jasher, and they had some other books, you know, the book of Enoch. But you have to be well-versed. You have to you have to really soak it up. You have to um, diligently Study it. Be, so, show yourself approved and all that.
0: Well, and what people need to understand between the Old and the New Testament is that God causes the same things to happen over and over again. And everything yeah. that you see playing out that has happened before is playing out now. Yes, it's exactly. And I, and I don't know how you can disconnect that because even Jesus, is re- in parts, he refers to what the prophets say, like Isaiah. Yeah for example. You you can't just cookie cut it. And that's the whole thing. It's the the dismissal, and it's like, well, I'm just going to get raptured out of here, and I don't have to worry about anything, and that's not true. He's going to be refining and showing people, and that's so see, this is all part of it. You're going to see the wolves come out as times get worse for them, and that's what we're seeing a preview of now. Because the slave is not greater than his master, and if they persecuted Jesus, and that's quoting John 15, 20, if they persecuted Jesus, know that they will persecute us, and they're going to call us worse things as this starts to happen. And so, yes, it is truly a spiritual battle, and we do need to be grounded with a strong foundation,
1: yeah, you know he's uh, I was just reading in Deuteronomy about um, some of the things that God was had done in their on their behalf, you know, and how you know they um they were, you know, pretty spooked about going up to the mountain and they didn't even want to go up there. And, um, it, the bottom line is that people, it, they, they need to make that choice right now. You know, they need to really make it now because there are, in, God is, God is merciful enough to warn us about all these things and tell us, you know, people call us doom and gloomers and all this other stuff. Well, you know what? <laughs> God is is, is is his word is going to be fulfilled and his whole word is going to be fulfilled. And I've read his word. and I'll tell you what, there's some stuff in there that, yeah, you're darn right. It's spooky. You know, I mean, there's going to be uh, some huge movements of the earth and uh, there's going to be some huge things flying down from outer space. And there's going to be uh, creatures running around that nobody's ever seen before. And, uh, you know, uh, you're going to have to have your spiritual um, spiritual suit on to, to deal with that. So it's not a joke. It's no game. This is this is really, really, this is, we're at the end here. It's, it's over, okay? And we're going to go through the hardest time that has ever existed on this planet. And um, he doesn't expect us to go through it, uh, you know, untrained and unarmed. He's given us all the tools to do it. But we just have to commit and get with it and do it. And uh, he will guide you if you ask him. He will guide. You know, that's the stuff we could, you need to ask for is the wisdom and the understanding to deal with the things that are coming. I was about to say and, the wisdom,
0: precisely. Yep.
1: <laughs> the sooner you get that done, you know, and 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 then his peace will envelope you, and no matter what happens, you know, you're on a rock. You're not going to go anywhere. You know, you're in the rock. I mean, come on. Uh, it, it, it's all written in there. People, that—that was what I was going to say. Was people don't read their Bibles, man. That's part of the problem. Is they—they they depend on other folks to interpret it for them or, or whatever. But it's you know it's it's up to the individual to do it because all these other people, all these other preachers, all these other folks, you know, everybody you're listening to on YouTube or watching on this and that or writing on. Guess what? When you're standing before the Lord God Almighty. You're going to be by yourself and you're going to have answer for yourself. And that is what the fear and trembling comes in there, because you know, you're going to be by yourself. Okay. Standing in front of the creator of the whole shebang. And, um, if you are walking with him and if you truly love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's not going to be a bad time. You're going to be up there going, gosh, Lord, it's so good to see your face. You know, (laughs) it's so good to see you. But if you, if you are, if you've been, you know, sloughed it off and, and and didn't didn't do your diligence, man, it's gonna be a shaky, shaky time. You know, and I mean when you can when you kind of visualize that for a minute, it really brings the acuity of it into focus of where we're you know, you're talking about your eternal soul here. And it's uh you know, there's no going back once once you cross the 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 uh, the barrier. You know, once you cross over into the other side, you know, nobody's nobody comes, you know. <laughs> the only one coming back is Jesus Christ and, and the saints that have passed on that he brings with him.
0: But we have to learn how to set our faces like flint. And, you know, there's confusion sometimes in that. Because some will take that like, well, that you're not being merciful or you're not doing this. And it's like, no, these things are going to play out. Whether you like to admit it or not, they're going to happen. And you have to recognize who your savior is in this time. Like you were just saying, you know, let's look at Isaiah 50 verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, shall I not be confounded? Therefore, have I set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be ashamed. You're not ashamed because you're walking with him. You're not walking without a man. You know, there's going to be so many guilt trips going on. And Jesus said, a man's enemies will be right in his own household. So it's not just your house. There'll be enemies even within the church. And this is what needs to be realized. So you're going to be made to have choices to make. Do you serve the Lord or do you serve man? And that's what everybody needs to take away. Because that's going to be one aspect. But the other aspect, you're going to be called to give up things and not look back. You're going to be called to move at times and not give back. I mean, look what's going on with Lake Mead out west here in the United States. I'm sure you've heard about that. Everybody's heard about that.
1: Yeah. Gosh, man. The the whole western part of the United States is pretty dried out.
0: Right. And and
1: dying. I mean, it's the curse of the – it's the curses that Moses spoke about are happening to this country because it has has rejected him. And like it says, you know – When you do that, you're going to experience all the curses that Moses spoke about. And, uh, you know, the land is going to be mourning, mourning. Uh, The blood is crying up from the ground, you know, every day. Some of the stuff, you know, that's going on, people, uh, they they don't want to look at it. You know, They, they don't want to know about it. They don't want to. They, they like to be in their turtle shell and just forget about it, you know. But God sees it every day. Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we take a good, hard look at it and realize the actual state of this world and what it is that these people are participating in? You know, they dip their toes in it a little bit, and they think they're okay. But they knew the, the, how deep and how wide where they're putting their foot in is so sick they wouldn't they wouldn't even get near it you know and they would try to stay as clean as possible but but the filth and all that filth and all that goo and all that nasty evil um secret stuff that's going on behind the scenes you know it's all going to be exposed and every it already
0: is
1: yeah you're right it already is and and uh i mean it's just like uh it makes you vomit. It makes you throw up. It, it, but you know what? What do you think that makes God feel? You know? I mean, he has some restraint. I I, I, I just, because uh, I don't think I could have that restraint. Man, I would have probably burned this planet up a long time ago. But um, it's a good thing it's not up to me. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just so evil and vile and depraved. Anyway, it's it's not good. So, but it's all going to be exposed. And all these people, all these, a lot of these people that are in high places right now, they're, uh, you know, pray for. You know, some, 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 they become whistleblowers or whatever. Some become, um, they, 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 they realize they get so far out into the, you know, pond of this filth, and they go, gosh, you know what, this isn't really that good, and they want to come back, and they. And some do. They return and they come back, and then they, they get out and then they and they help expose the truth of what's really going on. But um, some of them don't last very long because they get killed or something happens. You know, I mean, people are people right now are getting are there people that want to, They think it's a conspiracy. You know, whatever is it? Yeah, you're darn right. It is a conspiracy. It's not a theory. It is a conspiracy, and there are these things going on behind the scenes. And, uh, it's, it's, gosh, brainwashing works, you know, it really does work. And these guys have perfected it.
0: Um, well, and if you try to shine, we're told to have no part in evil, but rather reprove it and expose it, you know? Yeah. And when you put something out and, you know, I put out, you know, as you know, that a uh, message with Tavares with, she was reading from that NASA document. And there was a little bit of confusion on there, you know, at one point, like, oh, you know, she's evil and she's saying all these things. And it's like, yeah, but there's other shows where she specifically has quoted from the Bible that God's not going to let you go without explanation if you know something and you don't put it out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's didn't you say you met yeah. her? I mean, is she now you would know I if you
1: have, I, have, I was just going to say this, these, these people that have, uh. they're they're sort of the pioneers of the truth movement. Um, It it goes back like, like Steve Quayle, he's one of the early pioneers of it. And uh, you know, there's been other, a lot of other people, uh, Anthony Hilder and and, uh, um, a lot of people that have been on coast to coast, you know, that were brave enough to come forward and and they recognized the evil for what it was. And they, and they spoke out. Well, in a lot of cases there are, some of them are on the run, you know, or have been on the run. I mean, there's been people that have worked in the White House, Secret Service guys, you know, all that stuff that came out. And, uh, you know, some of them had to run, you know, because the heat rounds were coming down from these elites or whatever, from, you know, the, the – the, uh, the it's one world order bunch, you know. So, um, I mean, Alex Jones, he's an early pioneer of it. He, he's He's not as early as some others. But but this has been I mean this, this has been going on um, to to try to bring forth the truth of the of what's happening for over sixty seventy eighty years you know and uh, there have been a lot of people that have been vict- been uh, casualties of this war this is a you know this huge war of good and evil that's been going on and uh, I mean
0: and everything that's been hidden is now being exposed as the word said it would.
1: Right, but you see now you've got this generation of people that are so sucked into the technology, and uh, they have been handicapped by uh, a hampered ed- education and and, a, and actually a, a kind of a brainwash program to to get them to think a certain way, and and their the the knowledge that was gained by um, the older generations that had got been through the depression and world war two and all that, well, it's been lost. And, and, you know, hence one reason why they want to get rid of all the old people, because the old people remember how it used to be. And, uh, before there was internet and phones, I mean, some kids, they, they, they don't realize that there was a time when there wasn't a cell phone, you know, and there wasn't a computer and you had to write things down on paper and you had to file it and you had to, you know, do things the hard way i mean that the the old way and uh it, it's uh it's 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 a trip having observed all this over a long period of time that how quickly uh people have had the wool put over their eyes and and it's a pretty darn good tight woven uh section of wool too so uh you, you know you, you have to sort of be bold and get out away from it for a little while. And think for yourself for 10 minutes, you know. Go think about it for a few minutes. Go out, to, go, out, go out in the middle of nowhere and just sit and think and go, God, please help me. Show me. Show me the truth of this because, you know, I'm a little confused right now and I need, I need your help, <laughs> you know. And
0: he will answer that prayer. Would you not say that it, it's fair to say that, you know, we all had that initial reaction when we first all came to the truth on all these things? I mean, because it was kept secret for so long, but they've written their own papers on it. And so when somebody like, like Alex or like Steve, you know, or uh, Tavares, which, you know, she's, she does things here and there. She's not even always speaking out. She just occasionally gets on and she just shares what she's come across. But, you know, it's shocking to everybody when they see it, and the first thing—I don't know about you—but the first thing I thought was, "Oh, this needs to be shared immediately. This needs—you know—you can't just sit on something when you hear about it because you want people to know."
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that—that—that's—that's that's what we're supposed to do, you know. And uh, I mean, there there is so much uh, weird, underhanded stuff going. But to see a part wasn't uh, where I was going with that was that these these people are so. Um, Deluged by all the tech, you know and everything every day that it, it's affecting their minds, and they it's sort of like they're apathetic. they don't they just are, their level of um, you know evaluating a threat coming at them has been diminished to some degree. and so they uh, they don't you know they hear of this stuff and but they but they know. You know, it doesn't concern me, or I don't care. Well, there's know, nothing I, I can do about do. it. Yeah, or whatever. But they, they just disregard it, and it's like, you know, well, there went a, there went a little red flag by you. That just, you know, didn't seem to have any effect. But, um, you know, but I'll tell you what, when when there when there's a four hundred foot tsunami coming over the mountain, well, guess what? It's a little late to be thinking about it then, you know.
0: Well, the apathetic attitude—that's the—that's also in line with the defeatist attitude. Like, well, I can't do anything about it, so I'm not going to bother. You know, I'll just—I'm going to just do what makes me happy. And it's like, well, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do.
1: Yeah, because there is things you can do about it. There is a lot you can do about it. And I'll tell you what—the bottom line is, the war is won or lost on your knees, right? You know, that's it. it, it you spend time on your knees with God and 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 pray earnestly. I mean, you can, like he said, you can move mountains, you can, you know, say to that tree, get out and go get planted in the ocean, (laughs) you know, and it will obey you, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a matter of, uh, like, you know, practicing using the weapons. And, uh, but if you don't even know you have weapons, then how are you going to, you know, you're just going to get bowled over by the enemy. So. There's a large percentage of people in this, you know, in the body of Christ that are, um, they're defenseless, man. They're defenseless. And because they don't, they've never really prayed the nuclear prayer, you know, and said, take it, take all of it. Go ahead, take it. Just show me what you want, Lord. It's all yours. Do with my life what you want, you know
0: that's all going to be part of the choices to be made coming up.
1: That's the choice they need to make right now, man. They need to make it right now. I'm making that.
0: I've been making that choice. I mean, it's like, you know, Lord, use me to what you can use me for. And I believe that's why, you know, I'm going through what I am right now. Because he's, I've heard in spirit, I'm strengthening you.
1: Yeah, we're on the very big, we're on the verge, man, of of the largest, most extensive, elaborate deception that has ever been uh thrown out by the devil you know and uh it's a strong delusion like second Thessalonians 211, you know uh and when these when these you know craft these ships these whatever they are start showing up there's going to be a whole slew of people man that are going to be like celebrating that they're, oh they're here they're finally here you know blah 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 because they've been brainwashed to think that this is going to be a good thing
0: no, it's the and end. Of, yeah, it's the end of all of my troubles, and I don't have to worry anymore. And everything is getting so bad, and there's so much division that's being done. But the, the way the Christians should see it is, it's dividing. It's a dividing as to who is the Lord's flock and who is not. Before these things come, yeah. and that's what they have to understand. He's setting the sheep from the goats. Yeah. He's uh, bringing out his servants and sending them out, you know, being as shrewd as snakes, but harmless as doves, trying to reach everyone. And yet there's resistance and denial. And that's not going to bode well. You know, you're going to have to choose in those moments. And it's better to acknowledge that now and be prepared to do that now and know where you stand in your faith. Because even through all the strengthening that I've been enduring, you know, he's he's been showing me, you know, okay, are you going to serve me or are you going to be concerned with this? Are you going to serve me or be concerned with that? You have to choose. Mm-hmm. And that's the point we're getting on. And so when you told me yesterday, you know, I'm still amazed when you texted me because I said, are we still doing the podcast? Because I hadn't heard from you for a few days. and I was wondering if we were going to get this together or not. And then you said, yeah. you know, I'm getting it more and more about choices. And I had been seeing that on Sunday and pulling verses. Yeah. But that's well, where that's, that's where we are. And, that's where we are, and that's why he's been calling his people in. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're on the verge of the, of the greatest deception and and conflagration that you know. And, and so, he, in, in his mercy, he's he's, he's 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 warning and exhorting his you know people to uh, get in the ark, get in the ark. You know, because I'm shutting the door. Folks, I'm shutting the door, <laughs> and that's it. And once it's shut, you know, it's going to be a wild, crazy ride. And uh, those eight souls, what, what a tale they could tell, you know. Um, they were on that ark for over a year, you know. And they knew that everybody else that wasn't on that ark was dead. They were dead done is over you know and it, boy it, it, it's a good thing they were busy all day slogging provender and and cleaning stalls because they didn't you know <laughs> they had something to do to keep you know from thinking about that too much but golly you know i, I can't imagine you know, you're, you're you're on a you're on a inside of a wooden vessel in, in the middle of a large ocean that's rocking back and forth every once in a while, you know. And and you got a whole slew of animals screaming and cackling, and uh, you got to clean their stall every day. Well, it, it has a tendency to focus what's important, you know.
0: Well, but and that's the whole thing. That? It's it's choosing what's important. And you know, Jesus said people. You you were mentioning earlier how um, people don't like to re- reference the Old Testament. But when you look at Matthew 24, specifically verse 37 through 39, um, Jesus said, for as in the days of Noah before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. So if the Old Testament didn't apply, why is Jesus referencing it? And this is what people need to realize when they try to dismiss the Old Testament. And that includes that which the prophets were given by God to warn the people.
1: Yes. And, and, and everything they said applies, you know, exactly as it did then to now. You know, it's just like these people, "Well, that, it's oh, old-fashioned. It doesn't, it doesn't apply no more. But the, these principles are, are everlasting principles. They They don't, you know, things don't. Uh, the heart of man is still dark and evil, you know. And it's the same, same. It's in the same state as it was from the day that Adam bit into the, you know, the fruit. I mean, it's just, it just hasn't changed. And the principles are the same. We we just have more tech now and all this other garbage, but the the, the basic, uh, you know, the heart of man is still the same. And that's the problem, you know, because you can't proceed from a starting point without having your state of spiritual standard. You, you have to, it has to, you have to be reborn. You have to be the Holy Spirit has to dwell in you. You you have to receive Him in. You have to obey Him. You know, and that's a that's the bottom line. If you don't, things don't go good. It's just simple. It's very simple. You know keep it simple. That's my motto. It's just very simple thing. Just go, go for it. Don't be afraid to go for it. Um, (laughs) yeah, you were talking about, um, Chuck Young, Grant. I was, but I want to, you know,
0: you were just talking about the heart and I wanted to quote some verses there from that, um, specifically from Jeremiah 17, starting on verse nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge sitteth on eggs and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end shall be a fool. Going on in verse 12. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. It all starts with him. It all ends with him. That's the bottom line. And that's what people need to realize.
1: Well, they didn't need, they need make that choice right now, period. Because if they don't, not only have they put themselves at risk, but their families at risk of being torn apart, you know, the, the devil is running around looking for whom he may destroy. And if, if, if they open doors for that, then, you know, these guys are not going to hesitate to just come charging in and destroy as much as they can. So... You have to be armored up. You have to be trained up. You have to be, um, you know, as strong as you can
0: possibly be. Right. Days that are ahead
1: of, because these days are coming down on us like a freight train, man.
0: Right. And And if, and you were talking about the great deception, and that's the danger with how everything is getting and how nasty and wicked it's going to be. People will be hoping and trying to hold on to anything because if they were trying to hold on to normal before and haven't learned yet, what will be like when they put the man the supposed man of peace on stage. And how are they going to do that? Well, they'll do that with that deception you were talking about. And they'll lie to everybody and say, well, if you just do this and if you just do that, you know, we're going to give you your food. We'll wipe out your debts, you know, this, that, yeah. and the other turn in anybody who doesn't stand with you. Or And so that'll be what the, what Jesus was saying. They'll think that they're doing God a favor. They're going to, because they're confused. They're deceived. You see? That's what I'm referring yeah. to with all of that. And so everybody's being <laughs> given a choice right now as those dividing lines are being drawn.
1: Yeah. Well, it's or, order out of chaos. You know, they're, they're, they're going to get things so desperate. People are going to be so desperate and so distraught over all these things coming down because um, they don't understand that, that all these things were foretold to happen and that and the Lord warned them, you know, in his mercy that these things were going to happen and stay on the course. Because they're going to try to coerce you into giving up your soul for a bowl of beans, you know? And they're going to do a pretty darn good job of it. I mean, they're going to convince a lot of people, man. It says he causes all, you know? He causes all, okay? These people wouldn't be trying this shenanigan if they didn't think they could pull it off. It's New World Order crap and all that, you know? It's just, it's all coming down pretty fast. And,. Uh, these people need to realize that it's all geared to basically get them to give up their personal sovereignty to the, the devil. And uh, these these entities, these powers that are going to be in power, are going to do everything they can to keep them from knowing the truth during that time even. you know They're going to be burning Bibles. They're going to be uh, persecuting people that really do believe. They're going to burn them at the stake. Um, I mean, they're going to do a lot of evil
0: things. You already see that yeah, happening it, with the churches right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a lot of the leaders in some of these churches that have already given over to the, the dark side, you know, and they're, they, they're lying to their flock about, and they're omitting the truth about what is really coming down. And so they're leaving their, their flocks, you know, at the mercy of the wolves. And so what do you think is going to happen? The wolves are going to have a feast, so you know beware sheep and you know wolves wolves in sheep's clothing man and they're out there big time, so um, that's why it's important to know the word know know and to really get down with the Lord and get in the secret place and spend some time, you know uh, it's the most important thing you'll ever do in your life. It's the most important thing. That's what He's asking for us to do. It's a very simple. It doesn't take a lot of power and strength to get down on your knees. Okay. It's, it's very, it's just, it's a matter of humbling yourself and humbling yourself and being, um, of a contrite spirit and saying, God, you know, I don't have all the answers. Please help me. You know, that's what he's, that is what he loves to answer that prayer. He loves when you're finally broken, like some horse and you say, okay, I'll do what you
0: say, you
1: know, and, and it just help me get there and help me help you do it and help other folks. He just wants to bring his kids home.
0: It's been a month to the day since Glenda and I did that podcast called Humble Thyself. I just noticed that today is June 28th. I did that podcast on May 28th and it was called Humble Thyself. And that's exactly what we were talking about.
1: Yeah, because you know, the opposite of that is being prideful and, and being stubborn and having a stiff neck. And he's yeah, and And he's he's saying children
0: come in off the playground, come in off the playground and you know, and I'm not criticizing everybody deserves to enjoy the fruits of their labor, but you know, in the month of June, just even browsing around online, I've noticed a lot of people are just on vacation and well, you know, doing whatever, and it's like, well, you know, that's all fine and good, but I have to wonder how many are taking the message seriously or even listening to the message or hearing the message, you know? And of course that's in the Lord's hands, but we need mm-hmm. to really put perspective on what he's trying to show us right now through everything that we have been seeing throughout this entire month. And really, not even just this month, everything up until now.
1: Yeah. Isn't isn't that what Jesus said? They'd be you know, eating and drinking and giving in marriage right up until the day, you know. And that's yeah. what
0: they're doing. That's what I just read from Matthew I mean, twenty four.
1: Yeah. 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 And and so that's that's kind of the signs are out there to see. Ask the Lord for spiritual discernment to see, to see the signs that are, that are coming down on us. I mean, we're, we're, we're on the verge of World War III, okay? Lean Behind into the prayer stairs. and
0: be still and look at what he's trying no. to show you. And that's what I've been doing the last no. several weeks. I've just been being still. You know, it's been abnormally quiet for me, so I've just been being still. And I'm kind of using it as an opportunity to kind of observe everything and just mm-hmm. look out yeah. to see what's going on because I haven't even been sure really what to present. I'm like, there's things happening so fast and I'm like, okay, how does this tie into what we have seen in the scripture? And you, well, you and I, we text all the time. So, you know, you and I have been comparing notes on things, so we see it, but you know, yeah, you got to slow down. In other words, you know, you have to slow down. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't just take on the world. You got to slow down and here and look at what God is trying to show you.
1: Yeah, well, you know there are, there are people out there. For the people that are awake already and know and and are and are close with the Lord, okay, we're not telling them anything new. You know, they they know deep down they know, and the Lord has shown them. And it, it's sort of like time to be still and just maybe even rest a little bit in Him, in Him, you know, and just absorb what he wants to convey to us.
0: It's interesting that you so, mentioned that very point. I think we talked about that yesterday because he's been saying that to me. I've been hearing him say, rest, my son, rest in me. I've been hearing him say that more and more and more. Yeah. Rest in him it, and it, rest it, it, in it, his word. Know that he is. Yeah.
1: Because the the enemy would like to get us all wrapped around the axle too. You know, I mean, we're, he's, you know, we're, even Solomon and all his wisdom, Uh, he got twisted up, you know, and he's, he's, he's a very shrewd um, being that has been around a long time. I don't know how long, thousands of years. He's had a long time to study man and, and learn his weak points and his weaknesses. And he knows, you know, all of our weaknesses. And, uh, you know, he gets down to the basic three or four things that, You know, the devil tried to tempt Christ with, and uh, he's a master at deceit, so.
0: Oh, the attacks, they have been on the increase, you know, spiritually, because when you're trying to get quiet, the enemy will try to always sneak in there and be like, be concerned Mm -hmm. about this. Oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. Stirring up the strife, you know, trying to cause doubt, all these different things, and we have to be on.
1: (laughs) It's easy to hear the devil, huh? (laughs)
0: <laughs> you have to be on guard continuously. And this is the whole thing. This is a more the reason you have to quiet yourself and rest in the Lord's yeah. word. Because if you don't, you're going to be more susceptible to that. I'm not saying they don't happen anyway, but if you're aware of his tactics, then you're on better mm-hmm. guard and you know, to, to like, no, I ain't given into that. Nope.
1: That's right. Cause that's what he wants you to do get y'all messed up. But, uh yeah, things are going to really start rolling here pretty quick. Um, they're already rolling already. They're, we just don't see it. There, there, there's this... What I'm getting kind of is, is that there's a... The war is about to manifest on this planet. that has been going on for all this time. Okay, But it's really going to get nasty. And there's going to be certain things that are going to be allowed to occur uh, that previously we're not allowed. The Lord did not allow them to happen because, because he is actually, he's judging, he's judging now. Okay. It's judgment time. Judgment is sort of like you're, you're a judge and you're going to judge a a person, right? Well, you're either going to give them one, um, a reward or punishment. Okay. Depending upon what their works, uh, convey. So, you know, that's that's where we're at. And these judgments are going to come down. There's no, you know, getting around it. He is a righteous God, okay? And he, and he has to, he, he, it, his word will be fulfilled. And you read his whole word and, and, and you go, well, that's going to be fulfilled, and that's going to be fulfilled, and that's going to be fulfilled. And these things are hairy, scary things. Some of them, you know, are... And you have to have yourself seriously rooted in Him to withstand it. You know, Even the strongest Christians on this planet right now are going to have a heck of a time, okay? Just, you know, face it, embrace it, and go, okay, what do I need to do, God? You know, what do you want me to do today, you know, um, in order to buttress up my, uh, my faith and, and, and to endure, okay? people don't like to hear that word endure too much because that that entails that there's going to be something to endure, but it's not going to be good. So, um, you know, how many times did Jesus say that in in the book of revelation, you know, endure? So, um, and he endures until the end, okay. To the end. Well, the end, the end of what probably the end of your life. You know, if, if they drag you into a camp, well, you may have one, one last chance to witness to somebody. Maybe it's the executioner. I don't know, the guy that drops the cord on the guillotine or whatever. You know, and that, that'll be your final task in this, on this word. Do it well and know that, you know, and I think God will give us a peace. He'll give us a strength that we have probably never experienced before during that time. And, and, and also a love. You know it's it's so awesome, you know, his it's you can't explain it. You cannot explain what how that what that is to people because unless they've experienced it, you know? so it's just that time. It is that time. We're in that time. This is it. This is it. So
0: I'm in agreement uh, with you.
1: you know, I mean, we're here. And in ways it's 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 the most exciting, awesome time that has ever been that the hundreds of prophets be that knew of it and, and anticipated it, but knew they'd probably never see it, at least not on this side of the veil. But um, it's just uh, incredible that we're even able to participate, you know, what a honor, you know. When you think of it, it's like, wow, it humbles you. It's like, who? man, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm nobody, you know. And, but he he chose a lot of nobodies in, in the past to do his work, you know, people that you never think were capable or or would have been. Uh, I mean, like Samuel, you know, he says, "Well, I would I wouldn't pick David. I would have picked the other brother," you know. But um, but David was good with a sling, man, and he and he spent a lot of time out there alone with the Lord, with those sheep, and he got really close to God. And that's what we need to do right there. That's Amen. that's a perfect,
0: you know. And what you were just saying about the prophets, you know, Luke ten twenty four, Jesus said, for I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them and to hear those yeah. things which ye hear and have not heard them.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, wow.
0: I mean, you know,
1: think about that, you know. Mold that over. Chew on that a while. Like, ooh. Yeah, it's um, it's an awesome deal, but uh, gird yourselves at least. How many times did you say gird yourself? You know, gird yourself, and you know what that means. Like when guys would go running, okay, uh, you know, they had to before they went running because these guys wore loose clothing because it was hot, you know, and whatever, and so they would be like in a relaxed state. But if they had to go run and and really haul, and and you know, be out. Uh, a messenger or something, they they tied everything really snug and tight around their loins so that they could, they could just go flat out without having any bruising or anything like that going on. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what he's asking us to do is gird and get tight, get, get everything snug, get everything tight, get everything checked, double checked. Um, you know, I'll go through a checklist. Do I have my armor on? Do I have my helmet on? Do I have my shield on? Do I have my, My girder, I got my sandals on, they're tight, everything's going they're not going to fly off, okay, I'm good. you know, That kind of stuff, that's what we need to be doing right now. We need to be going through our final checklist before launch, man, and that's it, you know? So I hope I'm making some sense sense there. You are
0: making sense, and we're told not to love our life here on Earth unto death. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. You know, many, they believe that there's going to be more time, more time, more time, more time. And there is no more time. There are no more stays. (laughs) When was it? A month or two ago? I specifically had you on. I did a whole series on the Ark. I did a part with Glinda and I did one with you. And at that time, (laughs) the Lord had said, he revealed to me in spirit, why are my people not getting into the Ark when I have called them time and time again? And yet they're still playing. They're playing because they're not believing it. They're not believing what time it really is. And that's the danger. And yes, there are those who um, do know, those who are truly walking with him. They do know. They can see the signs. They, They know. They know what season it's in now. But there's also those who still don't or they're sitting on the fence and maybe they're only half believing. And that's who we're trying to convey the message to today.
1: Yeah, well, they, they need to get into secret place, man. For a long while, maybe do it over and over. I mean, they need to spend some time. And uh, I, I, I pray they do. I pray they, they, say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm busy, but I'm gonna take some time here. I'm gonna go in my closet. I'm gonna shut the door, and I'm just gonna get down with you, Lord, and we're gonna find out what's going on. Okay? It's that simple. It's all they gotta do. Or, or go out to the middle of the desert. And sit by a rock, build a little fire and have some coffee and just have some quiet time and, and open your Bible and read it and pray and read it and pray. Maybe take a nap, you know, and just crash out and just think about God for a while. You know, it's they have these things they call retreats. That's why they have. Them, so you can go get some quiet time and, and, and get away from the world for a minute and all your cares and all your troubles and just focus on Jesus and the Lord. and and. Uh, recharge. That's what Jesus did. He's our example. I mean, he told us he he went out to the top of a mountain to pray all night long, you know, and uh, that's what we need to be doing. If you're on vacation, you're going on vacation and you got it all scheduled and everything, swell. Well, when you're on that little vacation, okay, just go off into the woods by yourself for a while. (laughs) Take your Bible and chill and just, you know, absorb it and ask God to show you. And ask him to ask him to give it and just say lord take it do what you want with my life you know because all everything look around you everything you're looking at everything you're looking at in this world is going to burn everything burns okay everything there's nothing on this planet that does not burn and it will burn and it will be no more it'll be just like vapor and whoosh, off into the Ether of the galaxy, it'll go. And that'll be it, you know? If the galaxy's even there, it'll make burn, too. All of it's going to burn with a fervent heat. So, like you said, you know, what kind of people should we be? We should be, uh... <laughs> I mean, and that includes us, too, brother. You know, it's it's a constant work, okay?
0: Well, like I was saying a little bit ago, many of us are going to be called to walk away from many things were going to be required to give up a lot. Yeah. Well, and I think you were mentioning, speaking to this earlier, and this also is in Luke 12. You know, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. And Jesus said, sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right.
0: It was in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And if you go on one more verse to verse 9, and be found in him, that's the key. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith.
1: Yeah, that his blood does cleanse you. Take it
0: one, we'll take it one verse further, verse 10. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. We have a little bit of a delay because yeah. <laughs> we're, we're over a thousand miles away. But, you know, verse 10, Philippians 3, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death. To please yeah. him, you are going to have to go through suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul teaches, yeah. Paul taught, taught all that in all his writings. And how often that's missed it, the moment something goes wrong. You know, we act like everything's supposed to just go well and, you know, be okay and hunky-dory and kumbaya, but the moment something goes wrong, how many are going to get angry if they're not willing to submit to it now? And that's what I refer to as the unconventional refining, which he had given me a message on uh, last year. And I've I've read that message several times. It's up on my blog for anybody who is interested in looking at it. I might actually link to it when I post this, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned that, you know, because that's along the lines of what we're talking about. You're going to have to count certain things as a loss and choose, choose your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have to choose between people. I've heard stories in situations where one person, you know, a spouse, a wife or a husband gets it. Well, you know, we need to move. You know, the Lord's telling me to move. And uh, the other says, well, what about my job? What about this? What about that? And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no, there's not an agreement but you're going to lose it all anyway. This is the whole thing people need to understand. You're going to lose it all anyway. Like you were saying, it's all going to burn.
1: Yeah, they're they're unequally yoked or whatever, but um, I know that exactly what that's like. And, uh, you know, he puts you through some suffering to teach you stuff, too. So, you know,
0: he... And you've been through that, and, you know, we're not going to love, go into that we, today for the listeners. I mean, but, you know, but... You've been through, you've experienced that all that you know years ago, and so you know what that's like. And anybody who's called yeah. to serve in some way is going to have to go through that. But even you mm-hmm. know, everyday Christians are going to have to go through that in some way because everybody can serve in some capacity. They don't think that they're able, but have they actually tried? You see. Well, it has a way of it
1: has a way of making of making you reach out even harder, you know, to the Lord to sustain you. And also, you get closer to the Lord that way. That's how he gets you really, really, really close to him, is because you have no other recourse except to reach out and beg to God for help, you know, because you, you are at the bottom. You're at the very, very bottom, and there's nowhere else to go but, uh, so you ask him, you just get really tight with him. And it teaches you how to get tight with him, it teaches, it forces you to, Consider things you would never have considered before, you know I mean when things are fat and sassy, everything's cool and and you know that, <laughs> that which doesn't require been, which and, doesn't require yeah.
0: much faith by the way when when everything's good yeah. you know yeah right this is well, why then, I've said before if you're going through something and you know you're being shown something it's it's a refining or it's an endurance building it's te- you know it's tests it's trials to build your faith. Right. So if you're right. if you're dealing with something that doesn't seem right, it can't be ruled out that the Lord is showing you something through that, or He's building your endurance in some way, and that's what yeah. the average Christian needs to take from this. Yeah,
1: there are no coincidences. You know, there's no uh, such thing as uh, random. You know, if if you're suffering, you know, the Lord is in it. The Lord is in it. Okay, and you have to just find out how and why and what you're supposed to get out of it you know what are you supposed to be learning right now <laughs> you know it's the key gosh her book you know the wilderness companion uh, um glenda lomax's book yeah, the wilderness companion it's it's a it's a hands-on manual uh nothing bolts on how to get through the wilderness and uh, and there are going to be millions of people very quickly here thrust into the wilderness and they are going to either, you know, do well or not. But if they're if they have uh, a basic idea of what it is that's happening to them, you know, um, that the truth of it, then it's it's a little bit easier to cope and deal with what's coming up because you'll have some tools that you can use to. Uh, alleviate it and combat it and understand and uh, endure it. So uh, I highly recommend that book anyway, because it's, it's that woman went through hell in order to be able to write that book because she had to go through the wilderness herself several times. And I mean, there was some stark, uh, you know, rough, seas in that wilderness as you went through.
0: Oh, I went through one for almost two years and actually I was already yeah. in it for about six or seven months before I picked up that book. You know, I, held, I I had a certain amount of money for food and I'll remember I held on to like ten dollars just to buy that book at the time. Because yeah. I was searching for answers and I didn't have any idea what was going on because I was going you want to talk about I mean I was going through it too. Anybody will tell you a wilderness is not pleasant. No, but the fact—the no, quicker you submit and right. understand what God is trying to show you, the the quicker you're going to come out of it. If you keep resisting it, like right now, if He's calling His people in, and they keep resisting, you know that you don't—you mm-hmm. don't, don't want to keep doing that. He's trying to get your attention. Yeah.
1: Yes. It, you know, it, and He always He always uh, will give you something on your way out of it. You know, He'll He'll some gem of knowledge or something. He'll he will bless you and and you will go, Oh, I get it. Oh. And and you know what? It was all worth it. It was all worth it. You know, all the, everything, every ounce of suffering or whatever that I had to endure was a lesson and and, and a very um, tender, loving uh, instruction time from God almighty himself to me you know and that is so awesome just in itself that god would orchestrate the whole universe you know and everything and and in this one little corner of it where i'm at he he's meticulously carefully building me in his image you know with tender loving care and and oh it's just like wow you know <laughs>
0: Well, and, and on that note, I'd like to quote some other verses. You know, Second Corinthians one verse five: For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. First Peter four thirteen: But rejoice inasmuch as ye partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So, as you said, when you come out of it, yes, you are better off, and you're blessed, and that's what. Ha- yeah. There's always going to be birth pains when there's a change. Romans eight eighteen, and I've said before, Romans 8 is a great one to have down. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Yes. Yes. See, That's... you're in a wilderness, you're losing something, but what you don't realize at first is you're gaining something.
1: The key is not to get upset too much, you know? Like you said, you know, people are gonna get angry. You know, like well, you will, you will, oh, you stuff. will
0: get upset in the wilderness. It's inevitable. I mean, that's just we're but, human. But, that's just gonna happen. But, Knowing ahead of time what's happening, it's easier than that. You understand what's happening. You see what I mean?
1: Right. Well, one of the main one of the main things I did learn in that time was whenever something was just like overwhelming. You know, or something seemed overwhelming or whatever, and uh, it, you know, beyond my capacity or whatever. He was just teaching me that. Yeah, well, everything in life is beyond your capacity, son. I've, I've been helping you through the whole thing all this time, anyway. <laughs> you know. But also, it's like he's teaching you. Well, then come to me. Come to me. Talk to me. Pray to me. Seek me out. You know. And and that's the key is is to when these things come, don't hesitate. Humble yourself right away. Get down there. Get in the secret spot and pray to him and ask him and seek him and let him purge you a little bit and let him cleanse you let him nurture you and instruct you and when you get out of there you're going to feel bulletproof in a way you know because you have you've been through god's navy seal training okay that's what it is <laughs> in a nutshell and it's you know it, it's uh, it's, a, it's just like navy seal training it's you know a lot of people go over and ring that bell because they want out. Okay. Don't ring the bell. That's do not ring the bell. Okay. There's going to be a lot of people do that, man. They're going to ring the bell and, and in a lot of ways that that's going to be manifested in suicides. You know, people are going to just want to punch out. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Don't do it. Please don't. Well, do that. or when they
0: present their Please. deception, it'll be a taking of the mark.
1: Yeah, right. Don't give in that way, too, yeah. And if they do, that's it. They're done, you know? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let them put this juice under you, you know? If you've done it already, then repent. Repent. Go to God and ask Him to cleanse you. Uh, That's the only answer that I can see that ever That was a training.
0: And you know as well as I do, that was a training for that. That's exactly what that is. It was a training to get people to accept that this is the new way forward. You'll have to, they'll dangle the cookie or the carrot as you will in front of people and make Mm -hmm. their lives literally miserable to get them to take it. You know, that's what they were doing Mm -hmm. coercion and everything else. But next Mm -hmm. time they'll just do it and say, "Eh, that's it. We're just going to cut everything off. And, you know, and this is all the more reason why building the endurance, building the faith is going to be important hmm
1: Yeah, people that, you know, it's going to be comply or die. That's your choice.
0: Well, there's going to be those out there who say, well, God wouldn't do that. He's more merciful. He's not going to just shut everything off. He's just not going to, that's not, he's not going to allow that to happen. Why would he allow that to happen? You know, I work my whole life and I have my retirement or I have my 401k or I have this or I have that. And why would he do that? Oh, that wouldn't be very merciful. How is that going to bring people into, you know, salvation? But what people need to understand is that God's power works best in weakness. And there's actually a verse. I want to find that really quick. Yeah, it's 2 Corinthians twelve nine, And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Going on the verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong.
1: Yeah, that's what I was getting. But talking about like when things get overwhelming, go to your prayer closet. Pray. Right. Right. Just. I mean, you don't have to. You know. Let's say the circumstances are such that you can't. You physically can't go off to somewhere by yourself. You you have to you have to be able to train your mind to. Pray on the spot right there. Boom done. You know what I mean? And, and get in your secret place because if you if you if you wear a groove into how to get to your secret place, okay, enough. You can do it anywhere. You don't have to go to a closet per se. You just go to the closet in your mind and you you and you commune with God. Right and there, I've done right you know now. yeah,
0: and I agree with you. That's I've done I've done that. You've i I'm sure you've done that, you know, and you get into the habit, you, you pray throughout that. the day. You pray in spirit. Yeah. you know it doesn't always have to be formal yeah. there's different ways it's everybody can learn that in their own way while they're even doing things i i've been just doing random things and I'll be talking to the lord i mean i've done it yeah,
1: yeah you, exactly you you can communicate with him all the time and you you just get into the groove of it and he, and you just do it you know and, and um he's always listening he, he never sleeps you know so um but like like you say yeah so the circumstances may be so dire or so chaotic, you know, that it's just impossible to do it in any other way. That, that, if you, but if you're in constant communion with Him anyway, then it, it, it's easier, you know, it's, it's a lot easier. So that's like one of the things that people need to practice up on and get, um, you know, oiled up is 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 these tactics these 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 methods that God has provided for us these tools these weapons um you know practice using them uh in your daily moments you know because that's where that's where the rubber meets the road <laughs> and that's that's where we're headed so um
0: anyway what you just said is exactly what I've been uh dealing with I've been having I've been dealing with the tests and trials in that way uh, throughout the last several weeks you know because every time something comes up, it's a training. It's a training mm-hmm. to get in the habit more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. And that's what you want. You don't want to just roll over and give up, you know. you got to stand strong in your faith.
1: Yeah. There's going to be a lot of testing going on here pretty quick. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's already been happening to a lot of us.
1: Yeah.
0: I've been, yeah. go- I've been going mean- through it. I know Glenda's been going through it. I don't know... Um, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know a whole lot of people that I talk to, but I'm sure other people out there can relate. They're probably experiencing that as well. Yeah. He puts us to the test. Just because you're, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're walking, you know, your walk may be okay, but he's still, he's going to test you from time to time. And sometimes they come unexpected. I know with me, they've they've caught me completely off guard. I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, it'll just be sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't even, it catches me out of nowhere. And so I might be thrown off for a mm-hmm. day or two, but then I'm like, oh, I see. Okay.
1: Yeah, you wake up in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, you wake up in the middle of the test. Oh, whoa, okay, I see what's happening. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, I sure stepped on it that time. You yeah. know, I get it now. All right, Lord.
0: You know, and it's not just a yeah. spiritual preparation. I believe part of it could also be because I've I've received an email or two, you know, should I prepare? Should I do this? Should I do that? And when I receive emails like that, and I actually wanted to ask you about this since I have you here uh, with me today, um, what do you say to people who ask, come right out and ask, you know, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Because I say, well, you need to pray on it first, because what what one person does and what another person does isn't the same as, you know, what Sister Mary or Brother John two states or three states over does. You know, God may not keep you where you are, and this is another reason to be drawing near to him what do you what are your thoughts on you know preparing because i've I've been asked about that a few times, and I always recommend praying into the Lord's will on any situation, yeah, well,
1: that's good advice, you know pray, pray pray about it first, pray about it and then and then see just you know see what God's guiding you to do, but it doesn't hurt, you know it'll never hurt to to get a few extra cans of beans or whatever.
0: That's what I've said. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that there's prudent steps mm-hmm. you yeah. should take. I don't think you should be completely yeah. without.
1: No. And the more knowledge you have, the better armed you are. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people out there that are on, uh, the internet now right now, because the internet's not going to be up very long. I don't think either. So they they have a limited window to, to glom up information or make orders or do whatever they're going to do. But, um, and, and it, it, we may only have days, I don't know, but, um, Anyhow, so get, get, um, you know, get on there and and, and look at some of the, these people have been doing some of these videos for years. There's a library of knowledge out there, uh, you know, to to get to get better prepared. And you know, and if that means just getting a little backpack and throwing some goodies in it, put it in your car if you have a car, or just having it handy wherever you're at, something you can grab out the door, um, you know in the middle of the night or whatever, at least you'll have something. And, um, you know, the basics, you got food, water, uh, source of light, source of fire, something to keep you warm, a map, you know, uh, uh, maybe a manual on on some things, some survival items. But soak up as much knowledge as you can about it. I mean, think about, think outside the box. Like, what if we were, you know, in the middle of, uh, you know, the desert? What would you do, you know? you're going to have to have some good shoes because you're going to do a lot of walking. So you need some good boots or some good socks and some socks, extra socks and you know, things like that. You got to think outside the box. Like, gee, what would I do if I was just thrust out of my car in the middle of, uh, you know, New Mexico or whatever, or in the middle of some forest where, you know, you, once you get in thick in the forest, it's kind of hard to tell which way you're going. Um, you, you're going to need some basic, just some basic skills to get you by, you know, and something to fend off, the beasties, you know, when well, I ask you well, and, something and,
0: specific cause you used to live in California um, and I heard from a sister who I believe lives somewhere near San Francisco, uh, Sacramento, somewhere around there. And didn't you have some kind of knowledge about that area or something you wanted to say about that? And you told me to remind you about that.
1: Oh, well, San Francisco. Yeah. Well, in I know that okay,
0: the United States military you
1: know, and their wisdom, They have bases, okay, and they have have scattered throughout Central Valley of California, like in Modesto area, um, out in the San Joaquin Valley. You know, they they have these, um, it's no big secret, they have weapons, uh, storage facilities, you know, for uh, the Navy so that they can, uh, you know, truck them from their bunkers to uh, the ports, San Francisco, Alameda, that area. And um, and if that's not available, they'll probably go up north to Bremerton or somewhere else in Oregon, maybe I don't know. But the thing is that they have these weapons um, stored in these uh, bunkers, and they they require a, a continual maintenance because of their, the nature of the weapons, or you know, nuclear warheads. So they have a tendency to degrade after a while, and they have to be kept up and this and that. You know, I don't know the, the current state of any of these weapons or anything. I just know that they were stored there, and they probably still are. And um, there's other places where they are. Well, the Russians know where all these are. And uh, I know that they're going to target these spots because they want to eliminate uh, the threat to their country as much as possible um, before they do their, they launch their huge invasion and, and attack. So they're going to bomb them. And when they bomb those, if those weapons are detonated as a result, there's going to be a, an explosion uh, that's going to be so huge and so powerful, it may breach the crust of the earth in places, and it's going to really rattle the magma pockets underneath, and stuff's going to be coming up out of the ground. I mean, you know, all over the place. As a result, there's going to be seismic, uh, disturbances that are just going to occur. It's just you know you, you can only bomb stuff so, so much before it really breaks. So uh, I don't know the yield of a lot of these weapons, but if they're thermonuclear bombs, they're probably in the range of uh, two megatons or so to probably five, you know, somewhere in there. I don't know that we have the really large stuff um, anymore, but uh, when you have a concentrated number of those going off in the same spot all at once. Uh, you know, the place is just going to burn. And that fire is probably going to spread uh, north, south, east, and west. And uh, Nevada is probably going to, you know, the Sierra Nevada, whatever timber is up in there that's left that hasn't burned already, uh, it's probably going to be engulfed. So, uh, fire. And there's not going to be enough fire, firemen. They're not going to be able to get there because the roads are going to be all busted up. And it's just going to burn. It's just going to burn itself so it burns itself out well it
0: wouldn't be safe for radi from uh radiation either
1: oh no that it'll be a radioactive uh cloud big time and depending upon the you know the patterns of the gulf the stream you know the the airstream up there depends on how far the fallout falls out it could go all the way to nebraska and even beyond It, it It'll have a tendency to get in the upper atmosphere and then just spread all the way around the world, you know. And that's one thing, I, you know, these, these bozos, they talk about, oh, you know, the green thing, and we've got to uh, reduce our carbon signature and all this stuff and da-da-da-da-da. Well, how do you figure nuclear war into that, you bozos? You know, if you blow up, uh, you know, several countries with nuclear weapons, what do you think that's going to do to the environment? Duh, you know. The hypocrisy just blows me away. But um, anyhow, it's, yeah, radioactivity. Wormwood, you know, it's not good. And it's all in the Bible. You know, it's all in the Revelation and Isaiah and, you know, other places. So
0: I've seen comments online, too, about you should get it. Oh, just, well, do what I did and just trade in your gas vehicle and get a Tesla. It's like, well, when they're shutting down power plants and— You know, the Hoover Dam, you know, we were talking about Lake Mead in the beginning. Um, You know, if that falls another few hundred feet, that's going to become a deadpool where it won't even be able to put Mm -hmm. out the energy.
1: Yeah, the lights are going to go out.
0: A lot, yeah. And uh, how are you going to charge your vehicles when there's no electricity?
1: That'll be the last thing on their mind, man, because all that food they got in the fridge is going to spoil. You got the sabotage going on
0: with... yeah, and I mean you got the but you, This is the thing. People need to prioritize. Don't be upset with the messenger when they're the ones. You know these evil ones. They're the ones running around causing all this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know they're doing yeah. it to get people in line. They want to get people into submission. Yeah, you know they they're going to. It, they're putting more ethanol into the gas. I read something how they're going to put more ethanol into the gasoline. Well, the majority of engines on the road, if the car is older than a year or two. It ain't going to be able to take that. You're going to have people's engines giving way, and then they're not going to have the parts because, lo and behold, there's a part uh, a part shortage.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous stuff. You know, they, it rots fuel lines and in inner, inner parts of, uh, you know, uh, fuel injectors and carbureted motors. It, it, it eats up the stuff, so you could have a fuel leak and not even know it. It'd be rolling down the road, and once that fuel hits your exhaust manifold, <clears throat> you know, you got a fire on your hands. So. <clears throat> You know, it'd be a good idea to carry a fire extinguisher or two in your car just in case and just be, you know, and, and then practice grabbing it out of your car and, uh, you know, spraying it up underneath in your wheel well. Don't open your hood because that'll just that will just enhance the oxygen supply to the fire. and It'll just go boom, you know, so just, I, I would try to shove it underneath the wheel well on one of the tires, turn your wheel a certain way so you can get access. And, and pump as much of that fire extinguisher as you can if you have a fire going in your under your hood
0: if it uh, should get to that point. To that. the point of mentioning that yes. was so people are watching what they put into their vehicles. In other words, you know, better be prepared than not know about it. But um also, yeah. did you want to mention the whole with all this stuff with the diesel? Um, uh, I'm sure you heard about that. how uh, they're declaring force majeure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, when the diesel stops running, you know, when it becomes, it's already, it's already such a huge problem. There's a lot of truckers, man, that are deadlined. I mean, they, they, they can't drive their trucks. They don't have the parts anymore. The parts are taking long time, you know, if ever. And um, you're, you're, you're looking at a, a dwindling fleet of what makes this country go. Okay. Without the trucks, and the trains. The trains run on diesel, too. Um,
0: As do the ships. It, it's
1: just gonna, and the, Yeah, it's just going to shut down. The only fuel that's going to be available will be allocated to the military. And, uh, you know, they'll be running around, sure. And that's, you know, that's part of it is, is so that we're basically at their mercy. You know, we're, nobody's going to be able to go anywhere. Um, the food's going to run out in the stores. And stuff because the trucks aren't going to be delivering it and you've got a you know a whole well-planned coordinated um snafu that isn't really a snafu it's, it's a orchestrated plan that to basically lock us all down and then um then they dictate and they, and they and they tell you what you're what you're going to do and that's one reason why it's a good idea to prepare you know But you need, people need to seek God on that, you know, where to go or who to go to or whatever, because like you say, it's going to be different for each person. That's why I,
0: that's why I bring it up because it's all part of the choices that we're going to have to be making. And that Mm -hmm. all enters into the equation. You know,
1: like you were talking about Chuck Youngbrand's thing a little bit ago. I was reviewing it again and again, over and over and looking at it, studying it really careful. And what I see... Because something was something was nagging at me, and um, I'm watching I'm watching the fuel distribution breakdown happening right. So let's say right now it's it's not it's it, it could go wild weasel in a couple of weeks from now to the point where you really have some serious um, rioting going on, uh, disturbances. You know, people they're basically going to start doing uh, curbside pickups. At some point, because they don't want you in their stores anymore, because things are going to get too uh, lawless. You know, people are going to be stealing out of these stores. They already are, you know, left and right. And and the the people that work in the stores are told don't don't interfere, don't let them, don't confront them, just let them go. You know, but at some point, the companies that run these stores are going to say, look, we're taking so much losses, we can't do this anymore. We're going to have to you know distribute the food. Um, you know they're going to have to make an online order or whatever and come pick it up, or they just drive by and they and they say, okay, I need some milk, I need some this and that, or they 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 have a slew of workers out there and they also have a slew of security out there, which may be law enforcement slash military or whatever that's going to distribute the food. So you're only going to get so much food, if any, and then it, they'll force you to, you know, comply to their demands of of receiving. Uh, you know, a, a chip or a card or whatever that only helps them. Um, you know, in the overall control of everyone.
0: Okay? Right. Rash- so, yeah, the rations.
1: Yeah, they'll ration everything out. So, um, but what I was looking at was the skip was the was the uh, the uh, the layout of things that Jesus told showed J- Chuck in and, and the order how they were going to happen. Right. One of the things was. The first he laid out three different years uh one after another right in the first year um there was going to be heat starting on june 9th and you know throughout the whole country it was going to get really hot and stay that way all the way till um october i think and then but but uh during august there was going to be food riots because of fuel shortages and that's exactly what's happening right now so If that's the case, and we do have food rights, and it looks like we're going that way um, by August, okay, which is only a month from now, we don't have very long. That's the bottom line. And if this is the first year that he was shown in that outline of events, then that means that the second year is the year of the major earthquake sometime in the summer. I think it was June... 5th of this huge earthquake that hits the uh, midwest and then 37 days after that quake hits is when the russians and the chinese and their allies uh nuke us and we get nuked and then a couple months later they invade i mean they're going to have to let the dust settle you know because you're talking about the probably the most uh you know the largest nuclear strike Uh, that that will ever happen on this planet. And, I mean, you're talking thousands of missiles. It's not going to be some limited little strike. It's going to be, you know, just total annihilation of the country. Um, There'll be pockets of areas that are not going to be as affected as others. But overall, the country is going to burn, okay? And several reasons they're going to do this, and part of it is, basically to demoralize everyone and to keep everybody that's still left uh, from resisting too much. And that's why the big push on getting everybody's guns, okay, is because the Chinese aren't stupid and the Russians aren't stupid. They don't want to come up across a population with, uh, I don't know how many, 900 million deer rifles out there or whatever it is, I don't know, a whole bunch, okay, there's more weapons per person than any country on this planet so you know i think it works out to like three weapons per person or something um we have what 300 million people here so but that number is going to be drastically reduced by that time there's not going to be that many people here for one reason or another and it could be the uh effects of certain juices that they put in people or whatever you know or uh, diseases that pop up other diseases that they introduce into the system,
0: whatever. Which they're people, already calling, people... which, as you know, Biden just came out a few days ago. I think he was at the, what was it, the G7? And they said that, oh, there's going to be this new disease. And so there's been that circulating around as well.
1: Yeah, well, this is, it's all relational and warfare. This is all the you know, these guys, they're getting heat rounds from their masters, the Chinese masters, to, to up the ante and get this program moving faster, you know? And that's why the push to get get you know, this gun control crap and the MK Ultra Manchurian candidates they have out there shooting people up. I mean, it's like,
0: it's easy to see it. And they've got all the divisions and distractions placed ahead of time to get that exact, to get exactly that or try, in other words, to get that yep. done or carry it through.
1: And that's another reason why they're whooping up all this uh, chaos with the, you know, it's like, now you're going to lift the, the, the abortion
0: thing? That's what yeah. I said. I'm, I, the first thing I came to conclude was, well, it never, number one should have existed in the first place, because mm-hmm. abortion's murder. Thou shall not yeah. murder. But suddenly, it's, yeah. just all, it's been there since the 70s, and just suddenly it just happens to come into the forefront now. Yeah. But see, I and also he, he, believe he, that God is using that to further to show who is of him and who is not. But see, they're going to yeah. use it to persecute and that's well, what you need to be aware of, and this is all part of the plan.
1: Yeah, well, it's just, you know, you, you're going to have all these uh, feminazis out there screaming bloody murder and, and you know, uh, burn the Bibles, you know, to hell with you Christians and all this stuff and beating up pastors. I heard a preacher got beat up the other day and his Bible got ripped in shreds and all this stuff by these, you know, rabble-rousers. Well, that's... You know, all part of it is to cre- is to create this chaos that uh, they have to use the military to quell it, and that gives them the excuse to use the military to come in and and just lock down everything, because it's going to get uh, so bad. You know, the crime and the and the mayhem with all these uh, sex like I don't mean sex like sex like you know birds and bees uh, sect sect s e c t you know like like uh, Antifa and all those guys, you know, that all these people that are just primed and ready to go and create havoc and bust up windows, you know, uh, and do stupid stuff. They're, they're going to be unleashed and let loose and, and, and they're being encouraged by these, um, scoundrels for, you know,
0: you were mentioning the hypocrisy a little bit ago when it came to the green stuff and, you know, we can say the same thing as far as that's concerned as well, concerning another event. But we're not gonna go there. We don't have really the time. But you know what I'm referring to. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So they're just doing, they're framing
0: things... you know, they're framing the conservatives and the Christians and you know, they're gonna make sure that they stir everything up just before the elections and you know, we may not even get there. So that's why I tell people now don't even put your faith in those elections. Mm-hmm. And now we got QAnon Q-On. coming back onto the scene, by the way, who always says, Oh, it's just a movie. Oh, it's all part of the plan, you know. That is disinformation. I don't know if you've heard of that whole thing that was going on a few years ago, and there were a lot of people going along with it, and they were swindled. But you cannot put your faith yeah. in man. This is the whole thing. It's another choice. Yet yeah. well, another choice.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll keep they'll keep putting um, these actors up on the stage to get, get get everybody some false sense of hope. You know that everything's going to go back to normal, but it ain't. There's no normal. That's it. It's over. Normal. Your old way of life is over. Okay. Face it. I mean, you know, get, get with the program. Wake up. Uh, it's, it's done. Okay. Now it's a matter of survival and getting, you know, tight with God. If that observation is correct and we are in that first year, we have a little over a year.
0: Okay. Before the missiles are flying. Well, the one indication about that, by the way, if any, and I'm going to post a link to that just so everybody knows to the Chuck Youngbrant prophecy, because I have never covered it before. I did cover months ago, the Demetri Dudeman uh, prophecy, and I did that on the arc part Two. if anybody hasn't heard it. But the whole thing with the Chuck Youngbrant prophecy, he was told that as of June 9th, the temperatures would be increasing exponentially. And what did you see happen as of the first week of June?
1: Yeah, it got hot. It's been heat up.
0: wave after heat wave after heat wave after heat wave.
1: Yeah, and it's going to keep up that way all the way past September. So, um, you know, it's just going to get it's going to be a one heck of a hot summer, which is only going to help you know make things a little worse. But um, but the thing to look for now is, is, is these food riots in August. And if that happens, that definitely confirms that this is that first year that he was talking about. That means that also he t- spoke of a computer glitch in the Russian defense uh, systems that accidentally launches 12 nuclear missiles at the United States, uh, I thought it was four only, of
0: which- I thought it was only four, or did yeah, I read that only wrong? Four, only four make it. Only
1: four make it. The other um, eight get destroyed by either their, their anti-missile missiles or our- satellites or something but they get they get uh blown up or they get you know um self detonated or whatever but four of them make it through and they hit those four cities um i don't have it in front of me at the moment
0: i don't have it in front of me either um i couldn't bring it up really quick which by the way we we only have five minutes of recording time left so i might have to pause this and start a new window
1: yeah, well, Virginia Beach was one of them. New, uh, north of New York and a valley was another. I think Charleston, South Carolina was one, and Lexington, Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. So if you live in those four cities, you know, I would really, really pray because you would have not a long time. And th- this hap- that, that launch, that accidental launch happens in December. So if there are food riots in August, then it stands to reason um, you know, if, if this is the year then there will be a glitch in December of some at some time in December, and there'll be some storm that hits also, I can't remember, but, uh, there'll be a large storm that hits Louisiana and New Orleans area. And it's pretty, pretty drastic and, and an earthquake in Boston, I think. But anyway, um, so, and if you know, I would, re- I would go online and review Chuck Young Grant's prophecy and I also went over it on, in my, um, brief on my site is, uh, is a, a video I made. It's called the brief part one, part two. And I went over this step-by-step step, everything that he was given and some things that other people were given about uh, this time that we're in right now. So, uh,
0: Anyway, it's out there. So what you were saying about the cities, I I pulled it up while you were uh, going over that. And uh, yeah, if you look at point 26 in December, Russia will accidentally, quote unquote, nuke four American cities, Lexington, Kentucky, Richmond, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, and just north of New York City, the U.S. counterattacks and hits three Russian cities. So I just wanted to lay that point out. But like I said, I'm going to post a link to this uh, when I post this podcast.
1: Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you listen to his, he did a video years ago on the Prophecy Club, and it actually explains it a little bit more clearly than what that guy put out on his site.
0: You'll have to email that to me because I have not seen the video. I've only read it on uh, tribulationnow.com.
1: Well, I forget the guy's name, Stan, maybe something, Stan, something. He he does the Prophecy Club, and uh, it's an old, it was done back in the 90s where Chuck was speaking to a group of people at the Prophecy Club. And he went over his whole prophecy. He went over his whole, you know, how he started out, how the Lord, uh, you know, called him and everything. It, and and it's, it's it's a very interesting video. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, there's, there's a lot in there. Because he, he earlier had tried to warn Jimmy Carter not to go in to Iraq our, our, when, the, when the Iranian hostage thing was going on, he told him he says, don't do what you're going to do, which was going to be the rescue. Now This was top secret information, right? There's no way that some, you know, somebody outside the circle in the Pentagon was going to know about this operation. But Chuck called the FBI, he called somebody and he got he wrote. No, he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to Jimmy Carter and he told him beforehand. He said, look, this operation is going to fail. Do not do it. Well, Jimmy Carter went ahead and did it anyway. And they did fail. There was a big, gigantic cluster of foxtrot out in the middle of the desert, and we lost a whole bunch of choppers and a whole bunch of personnel. And we never were able to go rescue all these hostages, you know? So, um, and then the FBI came and visited him later afterwards and said, you know, and they grilled him and they tried to figure out how he knew all this. And, and he told them, look, God told me, you know? God told me. I've told you already. God told me to tell you guys. And then later he ended up uh, saving Ronald Reagan's life. So I would say he was pretty accurate about what he was given,. You know? And everything, he's, everything he talked about is coming to a head right now. You can see it happening. So you know, two plus two is four. And uh, So that, that's why, you know, we're, 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 we're right at the very cusp of all of this coming down right now.
0: No, we're That's teetering. We're teetering on the eve of destruction, as it were.
1: Yeah. So the bottom line, you know, what we talked about the other day was what I was getting was people need to make their choice now. Period. Okay, they need to make their choice. You know, I'm going to serve the Lord. This house is going to serve the Lord. Okay. <laughs> you know, like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So.
0: Hey Amen. I was just uh, about to quote. You and I are on the same page where that's concerned. Many rounds, I thank you for being on today. That was a quick two hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, it was. Okay, I pray like you've never prayed before and pray hard and, and um, you know, he's, he's our buttress, he's our shield, he's our high tower. Amen. And he will never, he will never fail you. He will never, you know, forsake you. And uh, he's an awesome, awesome God. Anyway,
0: (laughs) praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) And with that, that's where we're going to end it this week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And like I said, the links will be up on my website, innocenceredeemed.blog. And, you know, feel free to follow Many Rounds. He does side traps and, you know, uh, preparation videos under his handle, Many Rounds, which you can find on YouTube. And then what's your website?
1: Fellowship of the Fortified Tower.
0: Right. On, on uh, uh, WordPress.
1: Right. And uh, if you if you get on WordPress, you can look it up. and Because there are some videos on there that uh, will not be on YouTube
0: because they wouldn't
1: uh,
0: allow them or whatever. Well, again, I appreciate having you on. Uh, thanks, Many Rounds. You're very welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, all the links will be up on InnocenceRedeemed.blog. And that's all I have for you this week. May our Lord Jesus bless you. I thank you for listening, and until next time,
1: take care of yourselves out there.